Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, and I am, I am the host of the show. I have done the show every single Sunday for the past three-ish years, two and a half, three years, I don't know, somewhere around there, losing count. We're on season four already, and every week I bring on a different guest who is a part of the sex industry or an ally or someone that is contributing to our community or helps in some kind of way. And I am so excited to bring on today's guest. But before we do that, a little bit about me if you're new here. Hello and welcome. I am a sex burger, so I am a stripper. I am here, um, a dancer based here in British Columbia, Canada. I should be at the time of recording, be on stage long past actually yeah when this by the time this episode is recorded I won't be on stage um <laughs> I'm also a an OnlyFans uh content creator as well and I was also a sugar baby for a number of years and yeah that's just a little bit about me I am really stoked to bring on today's guest because this episode is all about virtual assistant work in sex work. And this is an episode I've been dying to do an episode on for such a long time. Honestly, for a year and a bit, I've been trying to find someone who can fit the bill and I can really pick their brain on. And I'm really, really stoked, stoked, excited and stoked <laughs> to bring on Dabby Longlegs, who is a virtual assistant to lots of artists, OnlyFans models, different creators, and sex workers around. And I'm really excited to pick their brain because I have many, 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 many questions. And I also know that everyone online who has also sent in their questions in terms of like, I'm looking for an assistant. Um, <laughs> this episode is for all y'all. So I am super excited to bring Dabby on and they have been so patiently waiting and so nice and quiet. Um, Dabby, are you there? <laughs> Hello. Hello. I didn't want to interrupt your intro. You were like in the zone, but yes. I'm so Hello. excited to have you on. Thanks so much for having You're me. You're so very welcome. I'm so glad that we were able to connect and I'm finally able to get you onto the show today. Um, for those of you who don't know who Dabby is, Dabby Longlegs is a multidisciplinary artist and a virtual assistant, which is, you know, the main bulk of what the episode's going to be about today. But yes, to many, many different sex-positive business owners and sex workers, models, creators, all that, they have had a ton of experience in burlesque, drag, uh, pole dancing as well, and also the cannabis industries. So really, just an all-around all-star, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you have any other hidden talents, but if you want to go ahead and tell the audience uh, who you are and what it is you do in your own words and terms, feel free to go ahead. Yeah. Hi, everybody. And thanks again so much for having me, Sia. Um, I'm Dabby Longlegs, and I'm kind of like a jack of all trades human. Um, I just I love art and like all of its forms, whether it's like painting or making naughty embroidery or crochet. Um, I've been dancing all my life. I've been doing drag and burlesque. And then I um, and I've like worked in the cannabis in industry for a couple of years, hence the name Dabby, because mm -hmm. I like my dad. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> 
And then, um, yeah. And then recently I started my own business as a virtual assistant to sex positive business owners. So yeah, if you want, I can like get into like the background story of like how I got started and everything. Yeah. Where, where do you even want to begin? Like, I feel like you do so many things and you mentioned Jack of all trades, which is, yeah. I mean, you sound like you do about everything. And also, I mean, that's, being a person that can juggle a lot of different things also makes you like why you're so good at your job because you kind of have to be everywhere, do all the things and all that. But yeah, maybe we can start with your origin story wherever you want to begin, <laughs> whatever makes sense to you. Yeah, definitely. Like it, it all like ties together. Like, um, like I know my name is kind of like spidery mm. sounding and like my virtual assistant business name is Outerwebs. And so I really like to think of like my story as kind of like, I'm like a little artsy spider, like weaving my life together. So yeah, like kind of starting from the beginning, like as soon as I turned 18, I was just like drawn to like the world of like pole dancing and stuff. And I started taking pole classes at a studio that happened to be taught like a lot of the classes. And then later on the ownership was all run by strippers and sex workers. And so, yeah, and so it was really cool because it's like, I mean, like, not to go on like a huge side tangent, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of discourse about like pole dancing being appropriated like strictly for sport versus, you know, its origins with sex work. And so I was really grateful that like early on, like I was getting a lot of insight into like the world of sex workers and I was learning a lot from them. And like, I was learning like how to dance authentically yes. from them too. Yes. Yeah. It was <laughs> Right. It was like really awesome. And, um, and then I also, I started doing drag and then I started doing burlesque as well. And so kind of like making a niche for myself as this like gender bendy, sexy artist. And, um, and like what I was learning from the pole studio was definitely like helping me with that too. And, um, I also, I spent some time working in the cannabis industry as well. Um, you know, I, I was really passionate about like plant medicine and educating people on how they can empower themselves. And it also taught me a lot about networking. Ah. So it was like, yeah, like being in like burlesque and like learning how to like promote mm -hmm. events and like kind of having to be creative about it because of like all the internet restrictions and stuff. And then getting that from like the cannabis angle as well. And like, like if you're like familiar with the cannabis industry, like a lot of it is about mm -hmm. branding and a lot of it is about like events to promote that branding. Yeah. So for like about six years now, I've had a lot of this experience of learning how to network and like build relationships with people in these industries that are kind of considered like taboo or like underground or um, what I like to call like more spicy <laughs> topics. And so, yeah. And um and then I also, I started dancing at clubs for a while too, because um, I was like in between jobs and I was just like, I need money yesterday. I don't have time to like send out a bunch of resumes and then wait two weeks to hear back and then wait another two weeks to actually like onboard and then wait another two weeks before I actually get paid. And I was like, I like I've learned from like actual strippers how to give a proper lap yes. dance and I know how to pole dance and I'm pretty charming so like why the fuck not <laughs> so, 
So yeah, so I, I took that on as like a side hustle and then the pandemic happened. And I I was so bummed because I had just gotten my license to like, and the, the licenses are so expensive. Um, I had just gotten my license to perform at this gorgeous club. Like it had just been revamped. It had the most beautiful stage ever, like mirrors and like black leather couches, like just so glamorous. And now like I couldn't dance there. And then on top of that, I I got let go of from my office job that I already hated. Like I was only in that job for like the benefits yeah. and the 401k because, you know, I'd like internalized that like that's what you need to be like a respectable girl. Oh, yeah. Which is bullshit. We lost um, that once in a blue moon, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And but like I was just like so dead inside there. And so um so yeah, I was like, well, I can't do burlesque. I can't do live performance. I I'm trying to like figure out what to do as like a day job. And so for a while, while I was kind of like doing a bunch of like different random gigs, um, I started talking to my sex work friends again. Um, and they were just so awesome. Like they were so gracious in like basically giving me the rundown of how like the online sex work world works. Um, I, I was like, oh, I can start like making, like I have a pole in my house. I can make pole dance content. I can make burlesque content. And then I can make, you know, whatever yeah. other spicy content I feel like exploring on OnlyFans. And so they gave me the rundown about like how Twitter works, how Reddit works, yeah. how many vids and OnlyFans and all of that works. And I was just like, I felt like my, like my social media networking skills just like leveled up <laughs> because all of a sudden there was just like, it's kind of like learning a new language in a way. Cause there's like, you have to be so strategic about how you advertise yourself. Cause you don't want to get banned. You don't want to like set off the algorithm in a bad way. And um, yeah, it was just like, Whoa, this is like a whole different world. And then at the same time I was, I was getting into TikTok. And I kept seeing this content creator talking about how you can make money as a virtual assistant and basically how like if you have any administrative skills, if you have any tech skills, if you if you have a phone or a laptop, you can be a virtual assistant. And I was like, huh. And it just kind of like planted a little seed. I was like, you know, I'm kind of curious about that. And so I started like dabbling with it. Like I made myself an Instagram page. I kind of started like marketing myself. And um, I was like, well, you know, I'm really good at this like social media stuff. So maybe I could be like a social media assistant. And I've technically been in the virtual assistant space for like nine months, but it wasn't about, it wasn't until about like the four or five month mark that I like started taking off. And the reason why was because, um, I was like, there's like something extra about this that like just isn't working. It's like, I don't know if it's like mindset stuff or like understanding like the salesy part of it. But um, I found an online coaching community. Okay. And um, yeah. And if anybody wants to know what that is, um, you can send me an email at um, dabby.longleg666 at gmail.com. I'll send you a referral because they have like a really awesome referral program. Um, But yeah, I joined this program and it was basically, it was basically like um, signing up for a semester of school. 
And I, yeah, and so I, like, I had always been, like, an overachiever in school, and so I was like, you know, I think if I have, like, that kind of structure, it'll, it'll just click for me, and, like, I'll get it. And so, um, yeah, so I signed up for that, and it was really great, because, like, I was able to get, like, group support, I was able to get, like, the educational aspect of, like, understanding, like, how to start your business, everything from registering, taxes, um, all of like the legal stuff about it, like, you know, having a contract, all of that. And then, you know, sales calls, marketing, like putting yourself out mm -hmm. there, um, how to like structure your work day, how to have boundaries, wow. how to set your prices, like the whole like scope. It was just, yeah, it was just like this really like holistic approach to like starting your business. And, um, and like, not only was it just like business stuff, but it was also like a lot of like self-development stuff that mm -hmm. was really helpful to me. Yeah. And so, um, so, I mean, like, just like a side tangent, it's like, no matter like what business you're in, it's like, if you're stuck or like, if you're just like not making the progress that you want to make, like, I totally recommend like getting a coach or a mentor or like somebody, somebody who's doing what you want to do and like you know, ask them to like teach you. Yeah. Like, so that's when it really started taking off. And, um, and then I, I started getting my first clients and I started to realize like, I, I think that my niche is like sex positive business owners because I, <laughs> I love how this all like unfurled. Like I had burlesque gig at Folsom Street Fair which is um it's like this super queer leather festival in San Francisco they block out oh. a huge section of a street there are vendors like selling leather selling sex toys selling like BDSM gear there's people doing like demos like flogging demos whipping demos oh rope suspension performance Fun. art yeah, and, like, people are, like, all decked out in their leather gear or whatever outfits or, like, kinks they're into. Some people are just, like, totally naked. Like, it's amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so so I had a burlesque performance there. I did this, like, yeah. kinky, acrobatic, like, chair dancing act. And then afterwards, I was like, I got my business cards. I'm going to walk around and talk with these vendors. Um and so, yeah. And so I met three of my clients there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Good for you for putting yourself out there. Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was so awesome because I was just like, okay, this is a really cool opportunity because a, a big part of business, especially like, you know, being a virtual assistant, I mean, with any business really, I mean, like same goes for sex work. Like a lot of people say like, it's really important to know your niche. Yes. And so, wow. um, yeah, and I was like, okay, well, everybody here is queer, sex positive, and and I also feel like in the kink community, there's a lot of like understanding about consent and respect and boundaries. And so I'm like, if I want to work with someone, like, because like with traditional jobs, I would get burnt out a lot, and you know, because there's kind of like a lack of boundaries or like there's like people getting rewarded for not having boundaries. And so I was like, no, like. I want to work with people who understand this, like who understand the need for that. And yeah. And so it was just really great. And so, so that was like a really awesome start. And then, um, 
And then I got two more clients. Um, one of them was referred to me from a friend who's a boudoir photographer. Um, he was like, oh, one of my friends is an OnlyFans model. And they're like a super talented like cosplayer. Like they make like really like oh. awesome, like, yeah, like sexy cosplay oh. outfits. But yes. then, yeah, but then they were like the, like having to write like the captions for my pay-per-views like makes me nauseous. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I got you. And so, um, <laughs> so with that, like, I would just kind of like, they'd be like, okay, here's the video. And I like, skip ahead, skip ahead. I'm like, okay, there's like booty smacking. Okay, there's like, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, I can write a paragraph of smut based off of that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So that oh, was gosh. like, my first like OnlyFans client. And then um, the other one reached out to me on Twitter, because like, I have like it it's really like recommended like in the virtual assistant world to like have your title before your name so in that way when yeah. people are searching for you like or they're searching yeah. for a specific type of assistant that'll show up and so um yeah this really amazing OnlyFans model just like sent me a message and they're like I'm looking for an assistant and I found you and so <laughs> yeah I love it. Wow. Okay. This has been such a cool story of like how it all unfolded. And I I feel like I resonate with you on so many things because actually a lot of our backgrounds are kind of similar. Like I I also had like an office job. I hated it. It was very like soul sucking. I was very depressed in my like vanilla job. This is like years ago. This is before the pandemic happened. And I also worked in the cannabis industry as well. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. A very, very short amount of time. Yeah, up in Canada here, here where I am. And yeah, which is really, really such a weird, weird small world. That and also like I'm a pole dance instructor and a stripper as well. I did burlesque many, many years ago. Too, oh my so. gosh. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. I feel like we're connected. That is awesome. Oh my gosh. What a small world. So small. I'm like, am I listening to myself right now or what's happening? Right? I, I taught pole dance classes for a while too. Where, sorry, where, if you want to share your location, like whereabouts are you in the States? Yeah, I'm in Sacramento, like in California. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I do a lot of like networking, like with like the Bay Area and stuff too, so. Yeah, because you're right there. That's yeah. awesome. I'm like, being in the West Coast too, like it's a lot of sex positivity for sure. Like it's oh, a it's lot more. Best. It's the best. And like we, I, I would consider us here on the West Coast to be like, pretty lucky because like up even up here where I am in Vancouver it's pretty generally accepted I would say for the most part depending on like the types of work that you do and stuff too because we all know that there's a hierarchy as well too but like stripping in general is pretty like wow like everyone's like enamored by strippers here oh, that's that's beautiful. The whole the show. yeah which is really really cool um but yeah I mean it really sounds like everything was just intertwined in your life and it just kind of led you to where you were and yeah. I don't know it just seems so seamless <laughs> right yeah it, awesome. there were like definitely like there were definitely like moments where I had to just be like really focused because like you know it's it's so many like big steps like it, it, there's a lot of risk to like starting your own business in any way but um yeah but yeah it's like when I like look back on it I'm just like damn like I'm really I'm just grateful for like how it's unfolding and it's like I wouldn't 
have had it any other way, honestly. Yay. I'm so, so glad to hear this. And we're going to go definitely into like a lot more details too, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like the type of work that you do and the services that you offer to yeah. sex workers and other um, like-minded individuals. So I don't even know where you want to start here, but I guess like, I mean, it was really cool. You, you, you have a very diverse portfolio of clients. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. the ask and the tasks might vary in some way. I'm not sure they if you do. would align with that, but yeah, if you want to go off on that a little yeah. bit. I um I think like what I really love about this work is that I I get to do like different stuff every day and I get to do different stuff every hour. Um like I don't know if I have ADHD or not. Haven't been diagnosed, but like I get really bored if I have to do like the same thing like all day and like I get really burnt out by that and so I love having like different clients because I get to like play with like my variety of skills so like okay so like one of my clients makes um they make like BDSM gear like really gorgeous leather gear and if anybody out there is looking for some let me know and I'll introduce you (laughs) but yeah they make like gorgeous BDSM gear but like when I met them they had they had a couple warnings from Instagram you know being like hey your posts are too spicy like if you keep doing this we're gonna take you down and I was like I got you so like for them I do like social media management so like I manage their Instagram I make posts on their behalf and like um, I help with like the captions and the hashtags so that their chances of getting shadow banned are like highly reduced. Yeah. And like helping them with stories, reels. And then I also um, promote them on like Reddit and Twitter as well. And so I do a lot of like engagement work on their behalf. Um, Cause like for them, like, like a big part of virtual assistant work is like really like seeing like between the assistant and the business owners, it's like, what are you really good at? What is draining to you? And so it's like these people, they, it's like, they want to work on their leather craft. Like they want to like, you know, be in their studio and like be in the zone. They don't really mm-hmm. want to be like spending a ton of time worrying about social media. And so, right, yeah. Cause like, you know, like things like engagement, it's so important it's so crucial to like build your audience and build that connection, but it's very time consuming and like, it doesn't immediately make you money. And so that's where I'm like, Oh, like I can easily spend an hour like on social media for you guys. So that's like one client. Um, another one makes sex toys and they run like a sex positive podcast and they put on like events that, are related to like sexual health and intimacy and things like that. And so, yeah. And so for them, I I do a lot of copywriting. I help with like their email list to like promote their events. I help them with like social media posts. And then I also help them with like uploading their podcasts, um, you know, putting everything on like Patreon, on YouTube, making sure that everything's captioned properly And then just making sure that like across the board, like whenever they have a new event or a new episode that it's on all of the socials. 
And so, yeah. And so that's really fun because it's like, I've also dabbled in podcasting myself and um, yeah, I have like a really like low effort podcast I do called um, Living Deliciously. And like, I haven't been on it like super a lot lately, but it is really fun. And so I love being able to like do that for my clients too. And then, um, yeah. And then more into like the OnlyFans stuff, like, like I was saying earlier that one of my clients, um, you know, I mainly help with like writing like the smutty captions Mm -hmm. and then my other client, like, it's interesting because it's like every OnlyFans creator is a little bit different. You know, it's like, there are some, like they love making content, but like, they don't really like the DMS or they don't really like writing smut or some of them like this other client loves talking to their fans they love that but it's more of like the content management that they struggle with so um so what I did for them was I basically made them like a task board calendar so in that way every day is planned out it's like on this day you film on this day we have like this campaign on this day we're gonna make this post on this day we're gonna send this dm and it's just like the whole month like they don't have to worry about it because like they already know what they need to do and um and then I'll do things like you know if they get like a bunch of subscribers at once like I'll reach out and like send a personalized message and kind of like see where the conversation's going and then you know once the subscriber is like I'm really into this or like I really want to see this then you know I hand it over and I'm like okay like here you go this person's like interested So it's like that like saves them time, but then it's like they're still able to get like that engagement with their subs because, you know, it's like if if I'm doing like all the work, then it's like that kind of takes the magic away because it's like, you know, if people knew that they were talking to an assistant, it's like that kind of takes the magic out. So then it's like, you know, they're still interacting with the model, but it just takes a little bit less work for the model to get there. And um, it's a good balance, though. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, and then I'll like queue up content. So like, they'll um, give me a bunch of content and then I'll make sure that it's like uploaded so that the feed stays fresh. And um, another thing that I love doing is like editing content. Like when I was on OnlyFans, um, I'd like film for like 10 minutes. Then with that 10 minutes of content, you know, you have screenshots for promo on Twitter, on Instagram, you have um, like clips for like teasers to like tease for like the whole video itself. And then another thing that I love doing is making porn gifts. Oh, fun. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, yeah. So like all I do that for my clients too. They'll just like send me a huge file of stuff and they'll be like, okay, like go crazy. And I'm just like, all right. And then I edit it all up. Everything's all nice and organized. And then I queue it up on the OnlyFans and they're good to go. So wow. yeah, that's kind of like, that's like a broad stroke of like yeah. what you do. <laughs> yeah. So like lots of social media, lots yeah. of content management and like distribution stuff. Holy crap. This is, oh my God. I feel like I want to hire you. <laughs> yes, please. I'd love to work with Amazing. you. <laughs> this is, okay. Wow. You do so much. And like, Okay, so I am wondering because there's so much you're you're involved in so many different ways. Where did you learn how to say market on Reddit? Your marketing and Twitter, um, 
editing podcasts or editing content and stuff too. Like, were you all self-taught or was this things and skills that you've acquired over the time? And also, or like, are there a lot of skills and experience that you drew from your vanilla job that yeah. has gotten you um, where you are? It's kind of like a mix of things. Like, um, let's see. Okay. So like the podcast stuff was like all self-taught because like, like I started my podcast like right around the time the pandemic began. And so it was just kind of like a fun, like I've always wanted to have a talk show kind of thing. And yes, the app I was using just like made it super easy to edit. And then the client that I have just so happens to use the same software. And so I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty simple for me. Um, So yeah, like a lot of it's self-taught and then the stuff with like Reddit and Twitter, like that I learned from my sex worker friends. Like, yeah, like, cause when, when I was like, okay, I think I want to like get into OnlyFans for myself. I reached out to a friend because I had remembered we had talked about in the past. She was like, oh, if you have a phone, like all you need is Wi-Fi and a phone, like I'll teach you. And then I was like, hey, are you still open to like possibly teaching me and then she was like yeah so you know tip number one like the first way to learn how to network is to like you know keep making friends with other sex workers and I was like all right I'm like already doing that and so we like hung out and this was like so nice of her but yeah she just she was just like okay this is how reddit works you know you this is like your niche. This is how you look. So you find Reddit threads that pertain to the niche or like the content that, you know, you're doing. So, you know, if you're like a redhead, you might find subreddits for redheads, like stuff like that. (laughs) Um, And then like Twitter, like I learned all about like the engagement groups and just like how engagement works in general. It's like, you know, just commenting, liking, even if it's just like a few emojis, like, it you really can't lose with it like no because it's like you're you're boosting the other person's engagement so like it's helping them and then you never know who's looking so it's like someone could see you and be interested in you based on you know what you said or like your profile catches their eye and um and then that was kind of reinforced in like the coaching program that I was in when they were talking about like how to market your services of like finding accounts that relate to your ideal clients and interacting with them. And I I like that too, because it's like, like when I was in the cannabis industry, like things started to, after it went recreational, like it started to go more into like a a traditional salesy kind of direction. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like that. Like it didn't feel authentic to me, but I liked the, the networking and like the networking events of like meeting people face to face and like getting to know them. And so I I was really learning how to kind of like treat social media the same way of like, well, this is someone who, yeah, like they're my ideal client, but there's a reason why. Cause like we have similar interests, we have like similar values. And so um, it's really about like building that connection and like building that relationship and stuff. And then yeah. like the admin stuff, like, I don't know, like when I think of like my other administrative jobs, like they just made me feel really dead inside. I mean, like it, it taught me <laughs> a lot about like being organized, but like yeah. the admin jobs that I had were like, oh gosh, it was like doing like claims and things like that. Oh my and God. So it was like, stuff that I was uh... just, or like emails, like I... 
I refuse to like manage emails for my clients, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) That part was like the worst, but like, but when I was doing admin stuff for like the cannabis brands that I worked with, it was a lot of like Google forms and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so that I do use with my clients because, you know, it helps them build a relationship with their audience. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's like a mix of everything. A mix of everything for sure. Um, You also mentioned something about organization. I was wondering, like, how do you keep yourself organized when you're managing like multiple clients? Like, how do you manage your time? Like, what are your typical hours like and stuff like that? Yeah. um, So, like, something that I. Hmm. Okay. So like a big thing for me with like being a virtual assistant, like one of the big reasons why I wanted to do it was because like I wanted to have like freedom and flexibility. And so as far as like my office hours, it's like I try to stay between like 10 and 6, but I also like to give myself the freedom of like if unless like some unless there's like a deadline due for a client, which like is pretty rare for the types of like client work that I'm doing right now. But like, unless there's a deadline and stuff, it's like, if I have a day where like, I do want to sleep in, it's like, I let myself, um, or, you know, it's like, if I have like an appointment in the middle of the day, it's like, I can do that. But, um, as Mm -hmm. far as like making sure that everything gets done one, like I am a slut for notebooks and sparkly gel pens. Like, yeah, I, like, <laughs> I have like a ridiculous collection of like colorful gel pens. And for some reason, that just really helps me. Um, I keep like a bullet journal. So it's like every day, like, I, um, I write down like personal tasks that like I want to do for myself. And then I write down each of my clients names. And then I write down the tasks that I have to do for them. And something about like crossing it off just like gives yes. me a lot of dopamine. <laughs> Um, or like if I feel like overwhelmed like I'll get like a stack of like sticky notes and you like write one task on each sticky note and then you like peel it off when you're done with it and that's like really satisfying um oh my gosh you and I share so many similarities I love that what's your favorite color gel pen yeah so like well for me it's like I'm a highlighter person so highlighter yes Crossing it out, different types of post-it notes in terms of how I keep organized. I also do the personal <laughs> list and then the work things that I need yeah. to do that day. <laughs> it's so helpful. It is. It's so helpful. And it's like, it's good to have like that balance too, because it's like, like a lot of the jobs I've had in the past, like led me to like burning out. And I started noticing, I was like, I keep having this like burnout pattern And I keep like losing my identity in my jobs. And so like structuring my business this way has really helped me like stay in check. Like I'm a lot faster at realizing like if I'm getting a little bit too tired or if I'm overextending myself and like reeling it in because I'm always making sure to also like prioritize and allow time for like personal tasks and my hobbies and stuff. And um So it's like, I do like the notebook thing. And then I also do like digital task management. So like I'll, um, I'll create like task boards for my clients using stuff like Asana or Trello. Yeah. And it's it's so nice because it's like, you can, you can like change from like having like a list to like a calendar. So you can like translate a bunch of like to-do list items to a calendar and like have everything like visually spread out for you. And that's really nice because then it's like, 
it allows me to keep myself accountable and then it allows me to keep like my clients accountable because it's like a lot of the times like I have to remind them that like I need content or like I need this from you so I can write this up and so right. yeah it really helps like the working relationship and then um and then I use like communication apps like I really like using kind of like walkie-talkie apps or like no. voice memos and stuff because yes. um like we don't always have time for a phone call but it's nice to like hear like the tone in someone's voice or like to feel like you're having a conversation with them totally. and um yeah. So those are just kind of like some of the things that I do to help me stay on top of it. So, so great. In terms of like staying on top of things, like how do you – like what's your method of prioritizing? You know, if there's like a – I know you said like sometimes they have deadlines, sometimes they don't. But like how do you in your own work prioritize certain tasks over other ones? Yeah. So um, because of like my experience with burnout and because of like a lot of like the like 10 out of 10 uh, like first of all like I recommend like going to therapy to like learn yes. how to manage like mental health and stress and so I started like learning about like how how my energy levels get drained and stuff and so I've been like experimenting with like structuring my day and my week so that like I'm like maximizing my energy at certain times and then knowing when to like taper things down. So this is what I'm doing right now. This is kind of like my strategy. So it's like Mondays and Tuesdays are like more intensive days. Like that's when like I I put in a little bit more um, time into all of my client work overall. Like so like like I usually allot like a specific amount of hours per week to each client. So okay, Mondays and yeah. Tuesdays, like I, I use a little bit more of those hours and I, I do like the, the more like deadline focused work first. And I do the more like, I don't want to say like draining, but like this, the, the tasks that require more brain power, I do those right. first. So usually like copywriting and stuff because I love writing and it's, it's more time consuming for me and it requires me to like think more and be like more focused. So I usually have those tasks like earlier in the day after I've had breakfast and caffeine and some CBD. Um, <laughs> All the good things. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, so I'm like extra sharp. And then the tasks that I usually refer for the end of the day are like things like, you know, um, queuing up content on OnlyFans and like social media stuff, because like, that's work that I, I can literally like lay down on the couch. If, if I'm like really tired, I can like lay down on the couch and do that work from my phone while I listen to like chill music or a podcast or something. And it just, it helps me like wind down from my day. I'm like less stressed. I got all the more intense stuff over with. And then I've, I've recently started making Wednesday kind of like a CEO day. So like I'll do light client work. But then I, um, I try to spend more time like focusing on like content creation for my business and um, doing engagement for my business. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like on top of taking care of my clients, it's like, I also have to take care of my own business too, um, to keep that work steady. And, um, and then I also have like therapy appointments on Wednesdays. So it's kind of like a, a self-care kind of like rest in the middle of the week, catch my breath. Yeah. And then Thursday is kind of like a repeat of Monday and Tuesday. It's like, I, I kind of like do that like final push 
I make sure that like a lot of like the loose ends are tied up and like, okay, everything's ready to go. And then Friday, because I did like the majority of that work, it's like Friday, everything is like really easy. Everything is just like tying up loose ends and mm-hmm. I I have like less hours of work to do overall so then I could like start my weekend early and so yes yeah so that's how I've been like structuring it because I'm just like I'm tired of like burning out I'm tired of like repeating that cycle and I really want to like put in good work for my clients and like mm-hmm. have my own life and you know yeah, the time for things are important to me that's super, super important. Well, it definitely sounds like you have like a solid, well-oiled and running machine. Thank you. In terms of like keeping the madness under control. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's really awesome. It's so so good to hear that. Like I love that. Like it just sounds like you're super laser focused on things and it just seems to be working for you. So kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, That's a lot like, of stuff to manage. I want it to be sustainable. You know, it's like I want to be successful in my business and it's like I want to like reach my goals and stuff. But then I'm also like I'm not going to reach those goals if I'm like overworking myself or like burning myself out or like exhausting myself because then it's totally. like, yeah, <laughs> not worth it. No one wins in that kind of situation. No, exactly. No, right. Um, what about like rate of pay and how did you figure out um, a wage for yourself that, you know, you can live off of? And also like, is it based like per project or is it per task? Is it an hourly thing? Is it a contract? Like how does that work? Yeah. So um, like, so most virtual assistants – like the typical, this is like a very broad range. Like I'm not like necessarily saying my own prices, but like the typical prices for a virtual assistant will start anywhere from $20 an hour to like $70 an hour. So, mm-hmm. and that sort of depends on like the type of work, you know, the, the contractor's experience. And yeah, like those are kind of like the two main factors. So it's like somebody who's like just starting out or like doesn't have a lot of experience, they might start a little bit lower at like 20 an hour. Someone who has a lot of experience or they have like a really niche skill set is going to like be higher up. And then the way that I personally structure my pay and that like, that like a lot of the people in the coaching community that I was in structure theirs is you you do like hourly packages so Mm -hmm. you go by like how many hours of help the person needs a week so Mm -hmm. like three five and seven are kind of like the typical hourly packages it's like three hours a week is great for someone who just needs like really light admin work or you know their budget is a little bit lower or like they just kind of want to like test things out to see like what a working relationship looks like and then five hours a week is really great for someone who needs like daily help or they they have like multiple social media accounts or like they have like multiple projects to work on. And then, you know, when you're looking at like seven to 10 hours a week, like those are people who have like a lot going, like they really need like a sidekick kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm then okay. I, what was that? Oh yeah, no, gotcha. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand this, but this makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate the breakdown. Yeah. And then it's like, um, and then I typically charge like for like the full month, like upfront, like at the beginning of the month. 
So that's how I structure mine. Um, everybody does a little bit differently. And there, there definitely are people who like structure by project. Um, I see that more with like consulting work, which is mm-hmm. a little bit different than like virtual assistant work. Um, I do have a friend who does really amazing consulting work and is also like in the sex positive sphere. So if anybody needs a consultant, hit me up and I'll send you a referral. <laughs> but um, there you go. But yeah, for people who do like consulting work, like help people like set up systems and things like that, um, usually that's done by like project. And so, you know, they might have like a month of like working together and stuff. And then, um, and then like just for like, I haven't really like had any like issues or anything like come up, but just to like cover the bases and stuff, like I do give my clients like a contract just so it's like, you know, this is what we agreed to. This is like yeah. the the professional aspect of this. You know, if we if we do decide to stop working together, this is like the etiquette that we follow. This is the amount of notice that's needed. Or if I raise my prices, this is how much notice you'll get ahead of time and all of that. So I Good. like to do that just to like cover the bases, be safe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to ask that next, but you already answered it. So perfect. Oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, like, this is so great. And because I know, like, a lot of people, and also, like, well, one with the pandemic, with a lot of work moving online and a lot of the online work being 24 7 with no break. Like, there's a a lot. There's a lot. And I I see a lot more um, assistance, virtual assistance um, coming up, more of those postings and just people looking for that kind of work. But also in terms of like wanting to exit or transition out of the sex industry as well, trying to build up on those skills so they can move on to a vanilla job or some other kind of civilian work and stuff as well. Like, would you say that this is probably a, a pretty good way of like building those skills out while you can and while while you still are in the industry, um, while you also try to like look for work outside the industry? Absolutely. Like, that's really the amazing thing about like virtual assistant work is just like, the amount of like empowerment and like sovereignty, I think that's in this work, because it's like, you are your own business, like you are a contractor. And so it's like, you're not, it's like, yeah, there's more responsibility with that. But then it's like, you're not like, worrying about like getting hired from like a company first and like worrying about like what the company says about you and so um it's nice to like have like virtual assistant work like on your resume or on your portfolio because it shows that you're able to like keep clients it shows that you're able to be organized and that you have these very highly transferable skills and that's kind of the cool thing about like doing virtual assistant or consulting work is that like like, like if you have any knowledge of technology whatsoever, you can market those skills. It's like if you have any administrative experience, any experience working with clients, like client relations, like stuff like that, um, you know, if you know how to use social media, if you know how to build websites or do Photoshop or audio, video editing, coding, Like there's a lot of like tech VAs out there, like people who are just like really into coding and website design and they're able to market themselves that way. So like literally any like tech skill under the sun that you might have, you can market. 
Yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree with you on that for sure. Because like, yeah, what you mentioned, um, keyword transferable skills or keywords um, is transferable skills. And you can literally take these, uh, this experience that you have and transfer that over to pretty much any industry. Exactly. Um, as, a, as a former office manager, like these are all skills that I had used my vanilla life when I was still like managing an office and when I was a sales coordinator and a a marketing coordinator. Um, A lot of these skills I am using in sex work and also vice versa when I also do my vanilla work and consulting on the side. So I just want to like to shout that out to anyone who's listening because I I always get requests. I'm like, oh, I want to leave the industry, but like I have nothing on my resume, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, think about it. You actually have a lot of skills that you're not giving yourself credit for. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it, there's like there's so much empowerment to like come from that. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. So so great. This has been a fantastic conversation, and I can probably chat with you for another hour on all right? this stuff. We're just driving right now. <laughs> we're just awesome. But there are a few questions that came in from some audience members, um, some burning questions for Dabby. So um, I think it's probably about time that we will move on over to that section of the show. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also before we do that, a uh, big shout out to Patreon subscribers, uh, people in the top tier here. We have Arip Sarkar, Justin Erickson. Also, thank you for the statement slash question which I will be asking Dabby in just a couple minutes here and also to Jay Sunson they're all in the top tier of my Patreon Uh, I also have exclusive video content where you can see Dabby and I chatting during this specific session and this always comes out before the episode is released so if you want a sneak peek and get a little bit of exclusive content before this episode is released that is where you want to go and yeah, a lot of people ask how you can how can, how can I help? How can I help the show? That's how you can help is through Patreon. So uh, the link is in the show notes below. <laughs> I always I always forget to do that in the beginning of the show, so now is the time to do that. Um, but yes, uh, we do have some questions and some statements here that kind of came in from the audience. So um, this wasn't really a question, but it was kind of a question for me stemming from um, a submission that came in from one of the listeners. Thanks to Justin. Thank you for sending this really insightful thought slash question in. Um, Justin was really interested in content management and Justin is a cis white male um, (laughs) and he's wanting to help and he identifies himself as an ally to a lot of sex workers and he was watching I can't remember exactly um, the YouTube channel but he was looking at resources online and there was a YouTube channel where it was also cis males managing only specifically OnlyFans content and he was looking into it and then later found out it was more of like a pimping scheme so more of like an online pimping thing have you heard about anything like this before in terms of like other people trying to manage content but not having the right interests in for the model and creator yikes um yeah big yeah you know I haven't heard of that but like I have kind of like wondered because I'm like okay like I'm really grateful that it's like I am like trustworthy because I have like a background in sex work and stuff but then I'm also like you know like what if there are like people who are using this as like like a cover 
for like doing that kind of thing. And so, yeah, that's, that's really unfortunate to hear about. Unfortunately, mm. it's kind of like not, su- not surprising. It's like, there's yeah. always going to be like scammers and like predators yeah. out there. And, um, geez, I think that like the key is like, before you work with anybody, like really getting like testimonials, like, don't be afraid to ask for testimonials. Don't be afraid to ask for references and referrals. Um, right. And, like, really, like, getting that, like, firsthand experience from people who have worked with um, the contractor that you're talking to. Yeah, that's so, so, so powerful. Testimonials and referrals, references. It's just like any job. Um, that's so important to kind of get that. And that kind of leads into the next question as well, too. Um, this person is asking in, like, did you have to provide a resume to your clients before they hired you? Or how does that work? Like, Is it, it like traditional that way? Or what's it like? <laughs> yeah, so um, the way, like my process, so – because I got, like, so many of my clients at Folsom Street Fair, it was, like, it kind of, like, felt like an in-person interview already. It was, like, I was, like, dressed up in my kink outfit, and I'm just, like, <laughs> hey, you know, like, do you ever, like, like, are you guys on social media? Like, how do you promote yourselves? And it was just, like, a really organic, like, conversation. Um, and then, like, typically it's, like, whether I'm, like, talking to someone in person or online Um, the next step is usually to like have like a discovery call with them. So that's either like a video Mm -hmm. chat or a phone call where we talk about like their goals and stuff. And so with one of the clients that I got from Folsom street fair, like the only other thing that they really wanted to know was like, they just wanted more insight about like my involvement and like the kink community and stuff. And I was able to just be like, Oh yeah, like here's, (laughs) here's my background. And like, especially, you know, like being a performance artist, like I just perform at a lot of kink events and stuff. Um, So that was kind of like how that worked, which, which was really cool. Cause it's like, you know, with like typical job interviews, like in the past at vanilla jobs, I would always be afraid of like, oh my God, what if they find like my burlesque Instagram or what if they find out that I've been on OnlyFans and they don't want to hire me. And then in this case, like telling my clients, yeah, like I've been on OnlyFans, I've done X, Y, Z, and that <laughs> makes them want to hire me even more. Um, That's perfect. Then, yeah. And so um, like I'm, I've just been like really grateful that like so far it's like a lot of my clients have really just like trusted me like based on that alone. But um, Mm -hmm. I do have like, it looks more vanilla, um, but like I do have like a business Instagram. It's um, outerwebs, O-U-T-E-R-W-E-B-Z underscore, not period. There's one with a period, but it's like a hacker. Um, Oh no. underscore assistance and um that's where like it's kind of like my business portfolio where like I make reels Mm. and stuff where I talk about like content management and like the the things that I specialize in with my clients and then if you go to like my highlight reels um I have a highlight that says client love and that's where you know, with my client's consent, like I've asked them like, Hey, you know, if you ever give me good feedback, is it okay if I like screenshot it without your personal information and, you know, Mm -hmm. put it on my testimonial thing. And so I I refer a lot of people there too, if they want to like know about other clients experiences. And that's really cool. Cause it's like, I have like screenshots and I have like voice memos 
from my clients, like giving me praise and like talking about like how they were so excited that they got a new sale or they, you know, got like a bunch of new followers on their page and stuff. And so, um, yeah, it's really powerful. That's awesome. And that's so important. That's so, so, so important. Like have something to show if you can, whether it's your own Instagram, it's work that you've done for people. Compile those, of course, with consent. Um, If you have the ability or if you have, if you can afford to make a website, that's a really, really great place where you can compile all that stuff to show to potential clients. That um, you could also do like media kits as well. You can also make something like that that you can just, here you go. This is what I do. This is like my resume because it is showing you, um, you're demonstrating to the client, this is what I can do. This is what I've done for people. And then again, with those powerful testimonials, that just kind of like seals the deal. So Absolutely. So, so good. Yeah. Very, very good question coming in. Thank Mm -hmm. you, listener. (laughs) Um, What should I be looking for when I am looking to hire an assistant? Yes. Okay. I was hoping that someone would ask this. Um, Yeah. That was like a lot of people's questions. Yeah. So first, before you go out looking, before you go and like make posts and stuff, um, this is an exercise that I recommend. Um, I learned it in the coaching community that I was in. And what you want to do is like, look at your work day and make a list of every like task that you do on a typical work day from the moment that you wake up to the moment that you go to bed and categorize all those tasks. So, you know, what are like self-care, like personal tasks that like you have to do every day. And then which of those tasks make you money, put a star next to them. And then which of those tasks, like, are really important for like the flow of your business, but you'd rather not do them or they're time consuming Mm -hmm. or they're like really draining or it's like you can do them, but like it takes way too long because it's like, you're not an expert at that. Those are the tasks that you want to outsource because ultimately it's going to save you time and it's going to make you more money because somebody who has the skills and who has the expertise is going to be taking care of them for you. So your business is going to like grow in the direction that you want it to. So then Mm -hmm. um, you can look for virtual assistants who specialize in those tasks. And there are a lot of like general virtual assistants out there, but um, I don't know. I just, I find that like finding someone who's a little bit more niche down is really helpful because it's like, if you're like, okay, I have all this amazing content, but like, I don't have a website and like, I don't want to learn WordPress. You're probably going to want to look for like a web design VA or an SEO VA, like someone who is going to make sure that like when people like search in certain keywords that your website's going to pop up and it's going to be all set up and like gorgeous for you. Or, you know, if you're like, like the majority of my clients, if you just, if you hate social media or like you're tired of keeping up with hashtags and the algorithms and stuff, then you're going to want a social media VA. So that's like definitely what I recommend for people. And then looking on like Instagram is really like a big hub for virtual assistants. So just typing in hashtags, um, generally, like I was saying earlier, like a general practice is like people will have like the title of the type of virtual assistant that they are before their actual name. So if you just right. type in like media VA or um, SEO VA, like 
you'll you'll get a bunch of people. There we go. And I love that exercise that you do. Like I also well for in my own like work, I have also done something like similar like that too in terms of like making um a love it or leave it list. Yeah. So you make like two columns and then you kind of as you did like by process of elimination if there's things on your leave it list that's things that you would want to outsource to someone else who actually like doesn't mind doing that stuff because exactly. you want to be able to spend the like good bulk of your time on the core of your business <laughs> not doing like the mundane tasks that you can hire someone else to do for you right exactly yes that's so cool um um where am I Oh, yeah. We kind of went over this question earlier, but if you want to quickly sum it up, you can. This is the last question. Um, what is the best way to figure out a good rate to pay an assistant? Um, yeah. So, like, like, I feel like usually the assistants, like, set their own prices, but I think it's all up to, like, negotiation. So, like, typically what I do is um, – like I'll name my prices to my clients and, um, and like the recommended package, like the hourly package based on like all of their needs. I'll be like, okay, it sounds like you're needing help with X, Y, Z. I can see that taking me about X amount of hours per week. Here's my rates. And then I just kind of let them like marinate on that for a minute. Um, and then, you know, I usually come to a compromise, like, if, if they are able to like work with those hours and that rate, that's awesome. And then if not, then like typically, um, I usually just start with like a lower hourly package. So it's like, they're still getting that quality work, but then, you know, they, they're not making as big of an investment. And so that, that's also nice because it's like, it gives me some time to at least like get like some work with them and like help them make some progress in their business. So then like down the line, like they are able to like afford that rate. But yeah, it really just kind of comes down to like negotiating and like coming to a compromise that like works well for both of you. Yeah. Cause of course you want to like charge and like pay for someone that's like within your means as well. Exactly. That's really important. So that's really, really cool. And I love everything that you said about that. And Basically, I just like love this entire conversation. Me too. This has been so awesome. <laughs> this has been amazing. Like so, so good. I'm, I'm sure people listening will have much more questions. So before I let you go, Dabby, where can we find you? Yeah, I'm like all over the webs and I do have openings for clients too. So if you do want to work together, please hit me up. Um, I have my my more vanilla presenting Instagram page, outerwebs, O-U-T-E-R-W-E-B-Z underscore assistance. Um, then if you want to like follow my burlesque and performing art adventures, um, my Instagram is dabby, D-A-B-B-Y dot long legs. And then um, I'm also on the not safe for work, sex work, Twitter um, at Dabby underscore long legs. So yeah, you can follow me there. Send me a DM if you have any questions. I'd love to chat with y'all and yeah. Oh, so good. I hope you get some new clients too. Cause then I, yeah, there's so many people looking for assistance and people that just need help with a lot of this work and yeah. managing the work, which sounds like you are a complete superstar for. So be sure to peep out all of their links. It should be in the show notes below. If you haven't already clicked there, go click on that. And of course, uh, you can find me on 
Twitter, Strip by Sia, on Patreon.com slash Strip by Sia, Instagram, Strip by Sia. My personal is Sia Steph. If you want to reach out to me, I answer all DMs and all the things. So, but that concludes this week's episode. Davi Longleg, it was so wonderful to chat with you today and to connect. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was wonderful to chat with you too. This was super fun. And yeah, this was awesome. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Everyone get on those links. Reach out to Dabby if you need someone. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Stripped by Sia. Hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia. Music by Ted D. Graphic design by Maria Bellantarama and photography by Ian Dabrin.